So you heard the gospel reading this morning. I get to preach to you today on the golden rule. Nice, safe topic. Except that it's actually not so safe. The golden rule is, of course, uh, that uh, universal principle that uh, all of the great moral teachers taught. Uh, it's put in different ways by different different teachers. Uh, Confucius said, do not do to others as you would have them do to you. And Jesus says, do to others as you would have them do to you. Do to you. So, you know, minor difference, but it's it's actually not quite so minor when you start to dig a little deeper. Because the, the passage that we are given today, we, we actually jump kind of into the middle of it. Uh, and the, the, the overall meaning of the passage becomes clear as we continue on. In fact, it becomes clear very quickly because, uh, yes, he says, um, uh, Hang on, I have to find it in the in in the middle of this here, um, uh, because the it just kind of as I say jump, jumps in in the, uh, at the middle. Just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. And then he immediately goes on to say, "But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you?" And he then goes on in verse 35 to say, but love your enemies. And that's actually where this passage begins. So this passage that we just heard is kind of the the heart of Luke's version of the Sermon on the Mount. In in Luke's gospel, it's the Sermon on the Plain. Uh, Jesus presumably taught much the same thing in all sorts of different contexts to the the same people as, you know, any of us who are teachers will will know that you end up saying the same thing over and over again. Uh, um, And he begins with Luke's version of the Beatitudes. And then immediately afterwards, what does he say? So this is like the, 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 um, if you want to be blessed, here's what you do kind of transition, right? Uh, He's just talked about being blessed. And he says, but I say to you who hear, love your enemies. That's the hard part. And that's actually what is at the heart of this. Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. One of my, one of the most insightful observations that I uh, had the privilege of hearing from somebody who I, I, I love very much, he, he's, uh, um, and he, he actually said to me, in his very honest way, Father, I can't do this. I can't do this in my political dialogue because the people that I am disagreeing with in this political dialogue, the policies that they are advancing 
will have a hugely negative impact on my ability to live, on my health, on whether or not I have any money, on they, they are potentially advocating killing people like me. I can't do this. It's a very honest and very insightful observation. And yet, this is at the heart of what Jesus is enjoining to do. This is what is behind and what frames and what is the, uh, what undergirds his command, do to others what you would have them do to you. Jesus' starting point for that is love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to anyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. But if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to them who, from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend, uh, uh, hoping to receive as much back. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore, be merciful. Just as your Heavenly Father is merciful. That's the conclusion. Do to others as you would have them do, do to you is absolutely key in all of this. But what he's calling us to do is something that is radically different from what anyone else does. From what everyone else does. From, what the, from the way of the world. And if we do not at least attempt to do this, if we disagree with this, we cannot call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ. This is what needs to define us if we want to actually follow Christ, both in our belief and in our practice. Because this is exactly what we see Christ and the apostles and the saints doing. When they nailed Jesus to the cross and lifted him up and rammed that cross down so that every sinew was in agony and pain. What did he say about the people who had nailed him to that cross? Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And the apostles likewise went to 
almost universally martyric deaths. And the martyrs. And how did they go? Did they go cursing and screaming? Calling down the judgment of God on those who were using them so spitefully, so hurtfully, so lethally? No. They were polite. When my patron saint, St. Justin the Martyr and Philosopher, was told that he was was hauled before the magistrate, uh, there's, there's this, if you read the Acts of St. Justin and his companions, it's really great because you can totally see St. Justin wants to dialogue with the guy who is there to put him to death. It's like, hey, you know what? You, you, you actually might, uh, might want to hear about this stuff and maybe even become one of us. And the magistrate is obviously not interested at all. <laughs> it's like, oh, look, come on, just, 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 sacrifice to Caesar and be done with it. And it's like, you know, how can we turn from what is good to what is less good? And when they, the magistrate pronounces sentence on them, tells them that they're going to be taken out and beheaded, what's St. Justin's response? Glory to God. This passage, this principle this teaching of our Lord is actually absolutely essential to us right here and right now. As it always is, but I think perhaps now even more than usual. Because if you watch the media, whether that be the mainstream media or the alternative media, you will be given lots of reasons to hate one another. This person is unvaccinated. He killed my aunt because my aunt got sick and therefore she's dead. The government has shut down entire sectors of the economy, ruining people's livelihoods. This person got vaccinated and had a massively adverse reaction, and therefore he's dead. These are great reasons to hate one another. To be enemies one of another. But this is not our way. This is not the way that Christ taught us to live, to treat one another. This is not the way of the martyrs. This is not the apostolic teaching. How did they live? How did they interact? How did they dialogue with one another? When they were faced with people who were clearly their enemies, who were out to kill them, who were about to kill them very actively and very deliberately, what did they do? Did they create a really cutting meme and 
put some, you know, nice sarcastic text on it to make sure that everybody would laugh at them and ridicule them. Well, okay, admittedly, they probably didn't have quite the same handy meme tools that we have nowadays, but no, they didn't do that. Did they attack them? Attack their character? Question their integrity? Spit upon them? Mock them? No. They were polite. They called out evil for what it was. But they were careful and honorable and respectful, hoping to win them over. As Christians, we're going to end up not necessarily agreeing with one another on every aspect, especially on things political. Whenever it comes down to questions about how we as a body politic proceed, any direction that we go is going to have a significant impact on one section of the body politic or another. And some of those, some of those impacts will be negative. So how do we handle this? Well, Jesus is fairly clear on this. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? If you lend, hoping to receive back as much in return, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. But I say to you, love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Pause there. What will that do to the political landscape if we actually do that? If we're actually looking around and seeing our brother, our sister in need, and we do good to them, even if they disagree with us politically, we help them out with whatever we have, with emotional support, with money, with acts of kindness and goodness. Will that maybe make a difference in their life, in their experience of this world? And obviously the answer is yes. It will change things for them. It, they will not feel alone. They will not feel abandoned. They will not feel threatened. They will feel supported and loved. Because they will be supported and will be loved. This changes the game. We have the power to transcend politics. We can still talk about this. We talk about this as Christians respectfully, honoring the other recognizing Christ in them, looking for the truth in what they are saying, trying to understand them. This is how we dialogue as Christians. But we do more than just dialogue. We put our money where our mouth is. We look after one another. 
We make sure that no one is left behind. That's what Christ calls us to. And not just for those who are our friends. He begins with love your enemies. Because your heavenly father is merciful. Will mercy be necessary? Absolutely. Why are they your enemies? Presumably because they've done something to hurt you or damaged your life or your health or your happiness. This is wrong. This is evil. This is not good. But what is the Christian response to this? It's called forgiveness. It's really hard and it's really hard work, but it is the work to which Christ calls us. It's called mercy. And we have a model for that mercy. We ha- that model is our Father in heaven who sends the rain, which is a blessing, on the just and the unjust. Who gives life even to that really annoying person who has hurt us and has done wrong to us. Even to that person who cares nothing about God himself. God is merciful. Therefore, he calls we too. If we are to be children of our Father who is in heaven, we are called likewise to be merciful. We have the power to change things and to make a difference because of what Christ has taught us because of the example that he has set us. And if you look around, you will notice that Father Deacon Peter is wearing a mask. I am not. When I look at him, I see my friend, my brother. I do not see someone wearing a mask. And when he looks at me, he sees the same. This is how it must be with us in this time of controversy, of difficulty, of uh, where hatred is being fomented on both sides. We are, we transcend the sides. We do, are, we are in this world, but we are not of it. This is not our fight, except as we engage to love. To love one another understand one another, to dialogue respectfully and lovingly with one another, that we might, in this body, as one in Christ, show forth his love that we have received and that we need to then freely give to one another and to the world around us, to the glory of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and ever into ages of